G'day everybody and welcome to The Dan Show on Slice Radio. Episode 34, Shut That Door. On this instalment I have a chat with legendary US comedian Jackie Cation. But first a bit of housekeeping. On her story podcast for Slice Radio with Ashley, she's got a tremendous chat with the hellishly talented Hallie. You must listen. Whole Human podcast with Jamie Stedo Stedman welcomes Sam R.C., Put that in your diary to listen to. DJ Charlie Fat storms back with another fine Sounds Like Teen Spirit. 90s music hits and rarities, plus his musings. His musings alone are worth listening for, but you also get the music. An honourable mention goes out to The Shift Podcast with Denise Mills. It finished its first season recently, but it's still there for you to enjoy. Wherever you get podcasts... Or get our app, Slice Radio, wherever you get apps. Now hear this, Jackie Cation is a very excellent comedian, podcaster and actor. She's been doing it for a long time. There's a good amount of stand-up specials for you to enjoy. But the latest one is called Staycation. Please go to JackieCation.com to find out all your Jackie news. It's chock-a-block full of Jackie Cation content. Buy a t-shirt while you're there. Okay, coming right up is my chat with Jackie Cation. The young lady's told us that the recording is in progress. She says progress, I say progress. What do you say, Jackie? I say got it. Because that's you got it, you gotta click got it when uh, when she says progress or progress. I say progress. Um, you say well, progress because I think she is uh, American yeah, and sure. you are Australian. That's right. But a little quick uh, uh, introduction is Jackie Cation is here, comedian, podcaster, actor. It's, it's as simple as that. It's, as, it, it's whatever you would like to pay me to do. Uh, the only thing I do for free is a lot of stand-up comedy, but I also wish to be paid for that. Weird. Yeah, we'll, we'll get back to that. But let's talk about this comedy special that's coming up. Are we still going with November 16th? It's still November 16th, which feels far, far from me now. It feels so far away, Dan. Yeah. It's ready. It's all in the can. I don't understand. But there it is. It's coming out November 16th. It'll be an album on 800 Pound Gorilla label. And uh, the video, I'll either sell it or I won't. But I believe it will come out uh, that same week. But I'm hopefully in talks to sell it to someone who will uh, pay for it. Because I've paid for it so far. This is how many comedy specials are we in? Is this six or seven? This will be my my second hour special, but ah. my sixth album, I think. Fantastic. Circus People, Bread, Horcruxes. It'll be fifth album, five and a half. I did an album in the nineties that I recorded and then burned on my CD and sold at gigs. <laughs> if you can find that, best of luck making That's- that CD still work. That's going to be a big seller on um, on eBay. Look, pick that one up if you can. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, I know a little bit about stand-up comedy because I listen to a fair bit of it and listen to a lot of stand-up comedians talking. But when do you know you're ready to do a special or an album? Well, when you've got the – the thing is, is you're never – it's sort of like I, I assume it it rivals other kinds of um, medium, right? Other kinds of art forms where the jokes are never done. They're usually done about six months after you've recorded. 
so I've been, my last album came out, I think it was in 2006. So it has been five years, which is too long, too long. I like to do every two or three years because I usually write a new hour every two or three years. And um, the pandemic interrupted sort of the the fine tuning process of it, though I did a million Zoom shows. When you get sick of doing the stand-up, when you get sick of doing the jokes, when, when you can't imagine continuing to work on that hour anymore, it's time to record it, call it a day. If you write extra jokes about, you know, in those bits afterwards, that is a gift that you give to the live audience. Or if you end up doing that set on like TV or something. Very, very cool. Well, that's, um, that's explained it really well. I think uh, a lot of bands, you know, musical groups do the same sort of thing. They think, you know, it's time to get this out there. They're, even though, But they always have to go back to their hits, don't they? And stand-up comedians, you don't, you often do, but you don't always have to. Well, you go to the, you, you go, to, it helps if nobody knows your jokes, because uh, then you can go to the vault. You can go deep, deep into the vault uh, forever. Uh, but... <laughs> Hopefully you're still writing new stuff and there's only certain comics where they want to hear sort of iconic signature bits. Hmm. And uh, I know that uh, Brian Regan actually has his audience trained to watch his new hour. And then he comes back after that hour, the hour that he's working on. And he goes, just yell out an old bit. If I can remember it, I will tell it to you. And then you will say, yes, that's how that joke goes. Because the key thing with stand-up comedy is surprise. And so if you have a favorite bit, it's not, it's not going to, there's the element of surprise is lost. There's also the agreed upon lie that y- you are going up on stage and saying these things for the first time. You know, so the, Some the, people, the, you know, yeah. the, the, the audience has got to be in the game, so to speak. Well, you know, they don't have to be. Better off right. if you can. <laughs> right, right. And if someone has yelled out a, an old joke that, that his audience has not, many of his audiences have not heard, how psyched are they? Mm-hmm. You know, like some people want me to do a couple of the old bits. Like there's a Final Fantasy Legend joke from the 90s, early 2000s that people really like. There's a, a, a joke about cat ophthalmology that people want me to do, and that's from t- 2000 three 2006 so these are i don't remember how those jokes go so i was just like you got to see the published works you guys <laughs> just go to the album <laughs> let's just uh, diverge just for a minute to uh, jackie cash and laurie kilmartin it's such <laughs> are a you catchy <laughs> of course, course yes course, course. i um I don't hear every, you know, these days with the radio station, I don't hear everything that everyone's doing, but I might, you know, I get one in three of all my 47 podcasts I listen to. So I'm more or less up to date. I know you've got a hurt foot. Obviously, I know you, you eventually recorded the the album. Um, oh, but, right, right. Oh, but, right. You're caught up. You know, yeah. I have a hurt foot. Oh, yeah. my gosh. You know, I have a hurt foot. You yeah. are current, my friend. Okay. Poor Jackie. Oh, well. Oh, well, these accidents will happen from time to time. Yeah, yeah. And you just hope that they're not, uh, you know, life-altering, life-ending. COVID, I think you and Jimmy Pardo were the first two comedians I knew of into Zoom comedy shows. 
you did not hold back or wait very off very you know it, it seemed like days it was probably a couple of few weeks is that right no no it was days oh, it okay. was uh, <laughs> it was like three days and it was i think the only person who did it before me was no i think she did it almost equal time would be bamford maria bamford and because it was finally possible for maria to do her act for one other person which is one of her favorite things. She enjoys uh, doing performing for many people, but she also likes a one-on-one. -on -one. So, yeah, and it was Zoom's good. I want to do more Zoom shows actually because I kind of I like the online shows. There's some people that live anywhere near me and have now got to see me do stand up live, you know, over the internet. Yeah, I think you probably inspired a lot of comedians at that time to get stuck into that because a lot of comedians would have been no it's not for me, you know, it's in person or nothing, but um, they, uh, a lot of them uh, slowly, some rapidly, but slowly changed over the course of the first COVID outbreak. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it was hard. I think it was hard initially for some comics to think it was real, right. To think mm -hmm. that it was genuine stand up. It's, but it's just a different venue, right? I mean, you have to do a different set or you have to, your timing and your attitude changes whether you're doing like if i'm in the middle of kalgoorlie right Hooli, yeah hey, and close, uh, close? Yeah. and uh if i'm if i'm doing a set there or some other some mining town north of Cairns, you know uh a one-nighter it's a lot different than doing a set in melbourne or in sydney or even in perth hmm. you know at a theater so I, I'm the, I got nostalgic, Dan, is what just happened there. I just mentioned five cities that I haven't done stand-up in since 2005. So uh, the uh, it's just a different venue. It's it That's all. And the comics who never got into it and are were kind of bossy about it, kind of grumpy, they were like, it's not real. And I'm like, arguably, neither is a one-nighter in the middle of North Dakota. But who cares? I mean, you need to say the jokes out loud. And so once we all sort of agreed to it, and there's people in rural Canada, there's no comedy club anywhere near them, you know? Mm. There's, there's, uh, it's the time, the time difference was the biggest problem with trying to make it work with you, with um, a lot of Europe. And, uh, but it was, I could do, I could do Australia, Vietnam and Hong Kong sort of within a couple hours of each other. So if I did like this, like what time is it there right now? Uh, quarter to six, 5.45 okay. a.m. Yeah. A.m.? Yeah. Oh, crabby. Okay. So that I should go a little bit later, except for then it gets super late in Switzerland, right? Yeah. So, um, cause I'm in Los Angeles and it's, you know, it's just midday of the previous day. So, yeah, so a bit of a bit of a tricky um, thing. And did much of that material? I mean, you must have changed material a little bit for COVID-wise. Bit of COVID stuff. Did any of that get in this next special? Yeah, I would say about five or six minutes of, if that, but about that. You know, sort of. You know, I have I have sort of the big chunks, right? There's there's probably you know two two twelve minute sets that are like three jokes each that were the basis of the there's probably 35 40 minutes that's the basis of the of the album 
And then there's probably another 15 minutes that's sort of pandemic-y. And then there's another six minutes that's probably uh, sociopolitical, right? Sure. So. Talking sociopolitical, is most of the comedy scene just happy to leave Trump behind now? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. It's so happy to just – it's happy to not think about it, you know, yeah, that, sure. that you don't have to think about the drama wherever he is releasing, you know, his, his, his cult announcements. They're not in mainstream. The mainstream media doesn't have to cover it because he isn't ostensibly the president of the United States. So he's still shouting into the wind and his supporters are still very dangerous and very, very creepy. And they're listening and they're, you know, they're arming themselves and there's trouble, but it's not, it's not six hours a day, right? Hmm. So you don't have to sort of address it when you get on television. You, we still have to address the pandemic because we're in it, you know, we're in it. And a lot of people and the non-vaccine people are super vocal and there's 320 million people in this country. 60, 70% of those people are vaccinated, the adults. It's not enough. And yesterday I went to the dry cleaner. And so I'm standing outside the dry cleaners waiting to go in because there's a family of three with two dogs, none of them masked. The kid working the dry cleaner is not masked. They think that I'm afraid of the dogs. These are old fluffy dogs. I am not afraid of the dogs. Uh, I'm afraid of them breathing on me. So, uh, so I just wait until they leave and then I go in and the kid working the, I give the kid my coat to, uh, to dry clean. And he's, he's like, you could have come in. And I said, no, I like to be breathed on by one unvaccinated person at a time because he wasn't wearing a mask either. Hmm. And he didn't get it. He just went, Oh, the, cause that they were clearly his family. It's a family owned thing. He goes, no, they're vaccinated. And I was like, sure. They're, I'm, I mean, there's no way for me to know. Yeah. So I have to live defensively. You know, I'm also not running naked down the streets with money taped to my ass thinking what's going to happen. Yes. It's, it's very challenging times. And, um, Scary to see in our country some of you know the right wing groups come out and use um, you know non vaxxing as a as a platform for their agendas and yeah you know, but yeah you know, I guess it was the same in your country the most vulnerable groups were were offered vaccines first and and so um, so hopefully they'll death, live yeah death, deaths are down but uh, this Delta was a we didn't need that one I mean you know to to putting it you know. <laughs> The most mildest way you can ever put a pandemic or a second yeah. wave of pandemic. We didn't need it. Delta, seriously. What are you doing here? That's my T-shirt for this app. <laughs> um, and as soon as you could get back out and do uh, comedy live, you uh, you peeked your head out the door and made sure uh, things were safe enough for you and you got stuck into it, right? Yeah, I just I <laughs> needed to I needed to run the – I needed to run the hour in front of real people. So like in, in live audiences to sort of get the timing right. And some people did albums via zoom and some people did, I think somebody even did like a studio comedy album. Who was that? It's a terrible idea. Um, just cause there's no audience to laugh. And so like, it's, it's unlike music stand up needs the feedback. It needs the, it's not a laugh track, but it is kind of a laugh track. But I mean, there's, There'd be too much go to, uh, you know, do I take this serious? 
seriously, do I, how do I take this? This is a joke. And um, so I did 10 weeks out and then I recorded and filmed the album and the special. And then for some reason, I just kept going. Even though the Delta variant came into being, even though uh, I wanted to come back home because I really enjoyed the 16 months of being with my husband. And even though many things, I just kept going until I had the two accidents in a week, had to cancel uh, a travel gig. And now I'm not booked for four weeks, so hopefully I'll be better. But like, it was literally the earth going, hey, uh, if you're not gonna slow down, we're gonna hit you in the head and we're gonna hit you on your foot and you're gonna sit around for a second and you're just gonna live at, live in Los Angeles and, and chill out with your loved ones and we have a new tiny dog. It's exciting. Yeah, I knew you had a new dog, which is exciting. Yeah. And in that last run-up to recording, did you lose confidence in any bits of material? Did you did you sort of make some last-minute changes? That's a good question. Um, I think before I went out, I had lost confidence in a very old bit. The album was initially going to be called Altercation, which is a pun on my name. The album will be called Staycation, which is a pun on my name. And uh, But Altercation, it, there was a bit, I think I threw in a couple of lines from the a chunk about confronting someone about their racism. And it, it was funny, but it had sort of lost its edge, kind of. And it had sort of lost, not its relevancy, for God's sake, unfortunately, but it had lost sort of the punchlines. Um, it wasn't hitting as hard. And so I was like, well, that will either go on the next one or it will uh, go the way of many a joke that hasn't made it to any of the albums. Tinkering right up to the end. Yeah. Because, um, you know, different from a musician, like you can in the studio, well, you can do almost anything. But, uh, you know, when you go up on stage to record a comedy, it's, it's got to all be there. Well, and I recorded five shows. And so, and some shows were better than others. That's a lot, and isn't it, for, for something like this? Normally two is the maximum, or am I? Well, it used to be it used to be five, and oh. quite honestly, with digital, what, all you need is a hard drive. I don't understand why you wouldn't record all of them. I mean, it was a the the gig was a Wednesday through Saturday, Wednesday Thursday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. So I didn't record Wednesday. I'd used it sort of as a rehearsal for the for the crew and everybody, and then. We recorded Thursday through Saturday, Thursday night show and first show Saturday were the best shows. And I used mostly Saturday and then a couple of bits out of Thursday. Friday and second show Saturday were good, but there's a certain point also when you're listening to your own standup for hours on end that you're like, no, 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 I think Thursday and Saturday are great. And you just you're like, I can't listen to three more hours of these jokes. Mm. It's hard enough. This all sounds very expensive. What's this going to be running out at sixty four ninety nine? Or oh no no I'm oh joking. oh right right. It's um yeah it was about it was about thirty grand to uh, film it. Um, it can be done for less for comics that are freaked out. It can be done for much much more, especially if Netflix is paying for it. But I I used I used my home club. You know. I'm not going to say I don't regret that there isn't a drone camera kind of swooping in in a big theater into my face <laughs> to, hear, to hear a joke. 
but uh, but, but it looks good. It looks good. It looks it's very it's it's beautifully shot. And you know Ryan Brennan from Black Iris Media, he did Core Crux as well. And it's been six years since my last special, which is also an album. And um, and that one's a DVD that I just sell at shows for people who still have DVD players or PlayStations or Xboxes. Yeah, yeah. you can. Yeah, you can just put it in the uh, in the old gaming system. Not, so not too um, long ago, that was that was uh, you know probably forty percent of households played their DVDs that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That's it. Random number so, picked out. <laughs> right, exactly. Just making up percentages. It's great. I love the, doing that. So, so what we're what I, what I will do is I'm trying to sell it, and it's good. So I think it will. I could just put it on Amazon Prime for for ten bucks if I wanted to easily enough, just without any sort of middleman. And but I'm talking to supposedly a middleman who will try to put it on all the things, right? And that'd be great because I think there's more money in it for me, more direct, you know, cash. Yeah. But we'll see. And if it doesn't happen, I just, I. It turns out I'll still do stand-up comedy, and I will. Uh, the dog is pulling things down. Sorry. Uh, the uh, I'll, I'll still do uh, stand-up comedy, and I'll probably I would cut it up and and I will in any case anyway, just to promote promote myself and my shows. Cut it up into chunks and put it on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube and all the things. Yeah. Well, look, I'm not on TikTok that much, but I'm very proud of that you've um, done Figured so much. And is that now, of all comedians learn that you should never be reticent to join the new biggest social media platform. Hopefully comedians <gasps> can now get it the first time. <laughs> Man, the pressure to join the new thing is yeah. huge and Luckily, I asked a British comic named uh, Tiff Stevenson. She's great. Uh, but I asked her, I sh- she mentioned something about being on TikTok, and I was like, what am I doing? Can you please talk me through it? And she talked me through it, and it took me about two days of posting videos to figure it out. And then I posted essentially 30-second to one-minute chunks of stand-up that I had over the last 20-odd years of, of film. And I got a bunch of followers, and then I ran out of time and clips. Right now, there is a clip, and it's exclusive to TikTok. Uh, one full joke from my special is on my TikTok. So if you wish to see it, knock yourselves out. At Jackie Cation. Oh, whenever anyone say, well, I don't think TikTok is for me. If there are any sort of performer, I'd say it's for you. Just it's, stop right. thinking it's for you. It's sadly, it is it's for like you. A, it's only- like an eighteen-year-old kids with trampoline tricks can have X, Y, Z squillions of of views. <laughs> you, you with your your little talent or big talent can certainly right, do you okay. With your actual written material yeah. should try to actually get in on it. <laughs> if if you can face it, if you can't face it, seriously, don't sweat it, uh, because there will always be work. If you can make a room full of people laugh. Comics, don't kill yourself. Just let, you know, you know, your career be as much as you can be because we all have to have like four jobs. Absolutely. Yes. Well, you've got three at least here. It's comedian, podcaster, actor, and other yep. stuff. Well, Jackie, let's wrap it up in a nice, neat bow. Uh, November 16, Staycation is going to be coming out. We're all going to be buying it and, and not you. just streaming it from anywhere. And if you do stream it, thumb it up. Thumbs up. 
like it, like it a hundred million times, which will, which will mean the four cents that I get for it. Uh, it'll pop up as suggestion more often. So then I'll get four cents from someone else. I wish I'm sure musicians wish they got four cents. <laughs> They'd be well, over the it, moon. You got to thumb it up as well for the musicians you love too. And uh, the Dork Forest is a great podcast. I'm not going to explain that. It needs no explanation. Jackie and Laurie's show is fantastic. It's a lot of stand-up comedy chat. It's a lot of zo- actually. You guys were my go-to for American COVID news for for a lot of time there. Oh, right, because uh, yeah. of Lori's mom and, and yeah. because we're sane. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was really yeah. it was really good. I oh, good. I thought I'll get the news. I'll put <laughs> on uh, Jackie and Laurie's show. What else do we need to mention? Yeah. That's the two podcasts. That's, That's everything. It, yeah. That's and uh, JackieCation.com for all your Jackie Cation needs. That's it. Thank you, Jackie Cation. Whoa, I told you she was going to be great and I didn't tell any fibs, did I? Humongous big thanks go out to Jackie Cation for her time and effort. Staycation. You'll often hear me asking you to get our Slice Radio app and that the podcast shows can be heard over there. But how do you know when? That's when you go to sliceradio.com.au to check the schedule. You check the schedule, you got the app, then you know what's going on. But what else is on the radio stream? New release indie alternative music. New release pop and top 40 music. New release country and or western music. New release dance music. Comedy from around the globe. Yes, all the Slice Radio family of podcasts are there. But also all our US import podcasts are there to be listened to. And the cherry on the icing on the cake is Maynard. At 2.30pm every day you get one half hour of Maynard. He's the world's greatest broadcaster. Listen if you don't believe me. That's about it for me this week. Thanks for joining. Catch you next time and stay safe.